This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. St. Thomas Aquinas, it's difficult to think of a more famous or well-known saint in the Catholic Church than him, and with good reason, pun intended. And though my guest today knows we can spend lifetimes on Aquinas' work and lessons, he's decided to boil it down to 12 life lessons that everyone should know and implement in our world today. This interview moves quick and is packed with a ton of good stuff from this incredible saint. Here he is, my conversation with Dr. Kevin Vos. Hi, Kevin. Hello, John. It's good to have you back on here, Kevin. Uh, Twelve life lessons from St. Thomas Aquinas. I have a feeling that you could triple that and we'd still be learning. Absolutely. In fact, I even did propose a, a larger list of lessons, and we decided to narrow it down to these 12. <laughs> why Thomas Aquinas? Why, why have you written so much about him? And, and you, you really believe we have so much to learn on him. Why? Well, on a personal level, it was the stirrings of the Holy Spirit, and the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas that brought me back to the Church after 25 years of atheism. Mm. So, so Thomas has had a profound impact on my own life, but also within the life of the Church. If I, we can really see why Thomas is so important by some of the honorific titles he's been given over the centuries. And just to give these in, in brief, one of his titles is the Angelic Doctor. And he's been called the Angelic Doctor yeah, because he writes beautifully about the angels, because he had such a saintly, angelic demeanor. And also, I would say the, the angels have a higher intelligence than we do, and St. Thomas Aquinas was a uniquely intelligent man. So he's the angelic doctor. He's also been called the Eucharistic doctor, because he wrote the, the hymns for the Feast of Corpus Christi, and he wrote so beautifully about the Eucharist in his Summa Theologica. Uh, Pope St. John Paul II called him the Doctor Humanitatis, or the Doctor of Humanity, because he talked so much about the human being and the nature of virtue. And finally, my favorite title is his oldest. He's been called the Common Doctor since the 1300s when he was uh, made canonized, because he's the doctor whose teaching and approach to truth are to be held in common and cherished and shared by all of the Church throughout time. Let's get into some of these life lessons. The most important life lesson you believe, Dr. Kevin Vos believes, that the world needs to know from St. Thomas Aquinas is? Yes, and to put it in worldly terms, I call it uh, accept only the best. But then I flesh it out for Thomas. What does that mean? He said, well, you know, we are made, of course, to share in the beatific vision of God. That is our ultimate life lesson. There's an ultimate goal in life, that the God who, who gave us life wants us to be with him, so our whole life should be ordered toward that primary goal. And all these other lessons should serve that goal to give us the ultimate fulfillment that comes from a life with God and that will give us the impetus to lead our, our loved ones to God too. You talk about something here that I, I see kind of growing in secular society, and that's this notion that we should be spiritual but not religious. And uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, as you say, has something to say on that. Oh, yeah, he sure does, because he actually writes extensively about the, the virtue of religion. And, of course, there is a spiritual element there, you know, that the, the, the essence of good and that idea of being spiritual 
is that it goes beyond being materialistic and consumeristic. We're looking at higher things. But religion is exactly that virtue that binds us to God. God calls us to be religious. He calls us to be spiritual, to, to pray, to have an inward faith life. And he also calls us to express that externally by being a part of a church, by supporting the church, by going out and doing good works. So the way Thomas is, you know, you can take almost any catchphrase and, and you're going to get Thomas's take on it. And he's going to go in great depth and give you all these kinds of ahas. So in that particular chapter, I stress the importance of the Mass itself, how going to the Mass gives us a, a, a communion with God far and beyond even that of, you know, communing with God in nature. Because in the Mass, we get Christ's own, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist. Uh, my listeners know I love the saints. Uh, I, I think the saints' lives change lives, and Thomas talked a lot about the saints as well. He sure did. In one of his little brief letters to Brother John on how to study, even one of his study principles is be sure to imitate the lives of saintly and noble men, because we learn so much from them, not just intellectually, but how to live our lives. And Thomas, you know, knows that all of those saints became saintly because they strove to imitate Christ, you know, through their own lives, through their powers of their own personalities, their own life circumstances, their own station in life. You know, so every single one of us, no matter where we live, no matter when we live, no matter what our vocation is, no matter what kind of problems we might encounter in our lives, there are going to be saints there who can guide us with their, with their example and who we can actually pray to for their intercession to help us. Why should we care about angels, according to Thomas? Yeah, Thomas there, he, he writes really beautifully. We mentioned he's the angelic doctor. And he points out, you know, the reality of these angels, and that they're the highest form of, of, of being in that. They're purely, they're purely spiritual. They don't have a material element. They get their knowledge instantly from God. And part of their role is to minister to us. God set up these powerful creatures to help. Part of their role is to help us get to heaven. So we need to be aware of the angels, you know, learn about them, think about them, be aware that we each have a guardian angel. And Thomas writes beautifully about this. He even talks about when a woman is pregnant, that the woman's guardian angel looks over that unborn child until birth when the child has assigned its, its own angel. So there's all kinds of beautiful lessons about the realities of angels that we don't often think about. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone to know uh, that we live in a, a, a very consumeristic society uh, as we approach the Christmas season, um, as we approach the Thanksgiving season. Most of us know that uh, you know that we're, we're hit with the ads on a continual basis. We want, we want, we want, and and when we can't get what we want, we envy, envy, envy. And Thomas talked a lot about overcoming envy as well. Oh, he did. You know, envy is definitely you know one of the, one of the capital sins. And Thomas talks about envy, and part of envy is, you know, when, when someone else gets something good, we might be sad that they got that. And he mm -hmm. said, it's really an affront against the second great commandment, to love our neighbor as ourselves, right? Because we, yeah, we want those good things ourselves, so we should never be sad when someone else gets something good. But most important, though, is not to be seeking those material goods, but spiritual goods. You know, to, so to uh, rejoice when we can grow in our closeness with God and rejoice when our neighbor does, when, when someone else, you know, achieves that higher spiritual relationship and happiness with God, you know, that should just make us happy because we're all part of the communion of saints and, and you know, we kind of share in each other's joys and, and merits. Why did Thomas stop writing at the end of his life? Well, Thomas had a mystical experience on December 6, 1273, in which he saw a vision of Christ. And the famous story is that he said, I can write no more because what I've written, you know, is, is as straw. And some people said, oh, he renounced his works. But no, it seems that Tom got a, uh, Thomas got a, 
a view, a, a glimpse of that beatific vision, and he realized that words could never fully encapsulate it. He'd already written to the best of his ability of it, but from that point on, the last few months of his life, he basically just was waiting for that, that ultimate union with God. That's one of my favorite stories, and uh, it, it really kind of goes to the deeper meaning of, of Thomas and why he wrote St. Thomas Aquinas, and that was ultimately to help people connect with our Lord, uh, to commune with him. Prayer was essential for Thomas Aquinas. He writes about it extensively, too. He does. He writes, you know, in great depth about uh, prayer, the, the nature of prayer, that we should, you know, ask for things from God for ourselves and for our neighbors, that our prayer should include an element of gratitude and thanksgiving. So, yeah, Thomas was there totally engrossed in prayer. And again, at that last incident of his life, when Christ did appear to Thomas, he asked Thomas what he could do for him, what he wanted. And Thomas's answer was, mm. only you, Lord. Uh, I want that to be my answer. Kevin, and uh, I know you do as well. You write extensively about Thomas Aquinas, and I just eat this stuff up because uh, uh, I memorize the faith I've read twice, and I, I'm still trying to learn it. But um, you, you really you, you bring it out there. Uh, he is Dr. Kevin Vos. Twelve life lessons from Saint Thomas Aquinas. Friends, get this book. What a gift it could be as well for someone that you know and love. SophiaInstitute.com. Twelve life lessons from Saint Thomas Aquinas. Dr. Kevin Vos. Thanks for coming on, Doctor. As always. Oh, thanks so much, John. God bless. So there you have it, friends. I told you that conversation would move quick. I wanted to give you as much as possible on Aquinas. I know there are some that are more intimidated by the works of Aquinas than others. And that's fine, but that doesn't mean we should shy away from his works. Instead, take tools like this that Dr. Kevin Vost offers, really anything Dr. Kevin Vost offers on Aquinas, and start there. You'll thank me later. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Inviting your friends to take part in the show, visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.